Hi, I'm Mars Ward, president of Callaway's Nursery. We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth, and we're proud to sponsor this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, here's Neil. Thank you, Mars, very, very much. You know why he say, says that? We're based right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. That is because you hear me so often suggesting you talk to a local, independent, retail garden center and that you buy your plants there and that you get your advice there and that's what Callaway's is. Thank you, Mars. Mars has been a friend of mine for 35 years or so and he has worked his way up from a guy who put things in my back of my pickup when I was a young horticulturist and he was a young guy working at Callaway's just getting started now to being the top guy at Callaway's. Isn't that fun? And he's still my friend. (laughs) <laughs> he didn't go off and leave me. That's really nice. So anyway, thank you to Mars Ward and all the people at Callaway's for sponsoring this hour of my program for all these years. And I appreciate them, and I hope you do too. I hope you'll get into Callaway's today. I'll tell you more about what they have available for you in, in a little while. In the meanwhile, thanks for listening this morning. We're here for the next two hours to answer your lawn and garden questions. And actually, my friend Mike Bass is running the boards, and his, his job is to answer the phones and get you ready to ask me your lawn and garden questions. And I'll do my best to give you a good answer. If I don't know, I'll tell you right up front, and I'll find out for you. So it's as simple as that. There are a lot of questions I don't have answers to, a lot of things that I haven't grown or that are things that maybe are first times through. I had a question yesterday about potatoes, somebody saving potatoes from last spring all the way through until now. I've never done that, never tried that, and and so we talked about that a little bit. Anyway, give me a call if I can help you with a plant question. It's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now. Mike is ready to answer the phones and get you screened and ready to go on the air with me. 800-288-9227. The entire growing season is laid out at your feet in front of you. We can talk about anything, and it's a clean slate right now. We can redo your landscape, get your lawn up in apple pie order. We can uh, discuss anything left over from spring uh, of uh, 2021 or, or late winter when there was cold damage. Whatever you'd like to talk about, I'm here for you. 800-288-9227. Please, won't you call right now? We always begin the program on Sunday mornings with a visit with Steve Huddleston, Public Relations Manager of the Fort Worth Botanic Garden and the Botanical Research Institute of Texas. We'll give you directions on how to get to the Botanical Garden in just a moment. But in the meanwhile, let's visit with Steve live. Steve, good morning. Thanks for coming. Good morning, Neil. Yeah. Yeah, Good morning. And you're kind of bridging the years on this one. You're you're talking about some some uh, fruiting plants left over from last year, fruit that's left over from last year, and you're talking about flowering plants that are getting it geared up for this year. I like that. Let's uh, let's start with one of the flowering plants. Well, I noticed paper whites are blooming in the Fuller Garden. Uh, paper whites belong to a division of Narcissus called Tazetta, which is a very good division for North Texas. Uh, uh, daffodils or narcissus in that division do well through zones eight and so these are blooming now and the variety is called ziva uh this is a variety uh, it's a white very pretty very fragrant uh, the foliage is about, it's about 15 inches tall and uh anyway uh, paper whites can also be forced to bloom inside during the winter but we have them now blooming out blooming out on the grounds what do you mean by forced well you you have to give them some cold treatment. You, uh, 
yeah, you can put them in a tray of uh, on on top of pebbles and and keep those pebbles wet, uh, water to a certain level, and uh, put the bulbs on top of those, and they can be forced into bloom inside. This is uh, this is why you see flowers for for available in the grocery store and so forth for Valentine's Day, and you'll see yeah. them in bloom. That may be kind of a one way trip for those though, folks, because if they're in in pebbles, they're not getting a lot of nutrition out of that. Right, and and it may be better to uh, to grow them in pots or to plant them directly out in the ground. Now you said zone eight, and so that means that that the zettas may be a little bit winter tender in our area. Is that in, in the colder outskirts, the suburbs? Is that a fair comment? The, that could be true, but uh, we've had uh, paper whites blooming in the botanic garden for years now. So, yeah. All right. And the variety you're talking about is Ziva, Z-I-V-A, yes. in the Fuller yes. Garden, which is if you go through the the the, uh, the main building, the entry building, when you come into the Botanic Garden parking lot, uh, you just walk right on through and just keep on walking, and you'll you'll come. You'll probably smell them somewhere out there, won't you? Yes, yes. I'll bet. All right. <laughs> and then our old standard uh, standby that has been blooming this time of year, every year since our great grandmothers came in and covered wagons. Great great grandmothers, tell us about this one. Well, that is flowering quince, Neil. Uh, it is starting to bloom now. I saw blooms on this a uh, good week or so ago. Uh, Anyway, this is a deciduous shrub that blooms late January, early February. It's best planted toward the back of the border or yard because it's not a particularly handsome shrub the rest of the year. He uh, chuckled. Did you hear get, that? This baby is yeah. ugly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they are kind of an ugly duckling. Uh, just a, a matted uh, mess of branches and foliage. But anyway, when they bloom this time of the year, they have redeeming value. Very pretty. Uh, the flowers are about the color of uh, tomato juice and... Uh, so anyway, they had a, a nice, uh, you know, bright feature to the landscape this time of the year. There are several cultivars, but the one that's blooming now is called Texas Scarlet, which is that orangey-red color. I'll highlight uh, some of the other varieties as they start to bloom. But anyway, I was pleased to see this one blooming. Folks, this is Kinomalies japonica and a lot of old veteran Texas gardeners, I, I get to refer to those folks as that because I am an old veteran Texas gardener. A lot of them refer to this plant as japonica, which is kind of a, I wouldn't do that because that just means it's from Japan. And we have a lot of plants named japonica as species right. names. But that's what a lot of folks will refer to this as. Flowering quince is a better name for it, but you may know it as that. And, and some people will uh, occasionally say, hey, what's this on this? It looks like a little apple. And it, it does make a fruit. It's in the rose family, and the fruit looks like a little apple. You'll see quince uh-huh. jelly. That's made from another very close relative. But uh, but anyway, that's flowering quince. And it you'll see it in, in East Texas, especially in Northeast Texas, where old uh-huh. farmsteads were, and the house is long gone. And there it is out there blooming. So flowering yes. quince. All right. Now, tell us about this one. I, I wrote back to you when you sent me my notes and said, I used this one as uh, decorations when I did our wedding flowers 54 years ago. Tell us about it. Well, and I've never talked about this uh, in our program, but it's uh, Washington Hawthorne. Uh, this is a native tree, small tree. It's native to the southeastern United States. And right now it has clusters of bright red berries all over the tree. Uh, this, as I said, it's a small, low-branching, deciduous tree that typically grows 25 to 30 feet tall with a rounded crown. We have a grove of them between the garden center and the brick building. So uh, there they are with all their fruits on them. Uh, small flowering landscape tree for lawns or streets used as a specimen in small groups or as a screen. 
Lynn and I were married in Ohio, and it's a fairly common plant there. I can't recall, but I believe that may be subject to cedar apple rust, and that may be one reason we don't see it as often in our area. I don't know that for a fact. Uh-huh. But it's a very pretty plant in the north, and I, I was happy to see you mention it. It's worth, uh, certainly worth trying. All right, and then a native plant to Texas you're talking about now, a, a tiny little plant, not, not as tall. Uh, you have it listed at four feet. I have it on our property, and it may be 18 or 20 inches tall. Tell us about it. Well, that is coral berry, uh, carpos orbiculatus. Uh, and right now it has raspberry-colored fruit all over it. This is a small, mounding, native, deciduous shrub uh, with shredding bark on older wood and brown to purplish branchlets. Uh, grows to four feet. In fact, we have it in the place in the garden where it is a good four feet tall. But I have some on the east side of my house, and uh, there it's about two and a half feet tall. And then I cut it down in the winter sometimes, uh, and it will spring right back the following spring. So uh, it colonizes. It sends out runners that will take root uh, where the nodes are. So it easily colonizes on a slope or a bank. Um, and it's kind of, it gives you kind of a woodland look in your landscape. Mm-hmm. It sure but anyway, does. the sure uh, the fruit uh, clusters of coral pink or purple berries about a quarter inch in diameter, which remain on the plant through the winter. Uh, as I said, it forms extensive colonies, um, and it can be cut back hard to control height. That's what I do often, well, every two years in my landscape. Yeah. All right. Good deal. That is uh, that is coral berry written as one word, and. Uh, We'll let you look the scientific name up, but it's Symphoricarpus orbiculatus. That's a, a beautiful name. It's kind of rhythmic. I like that. Yes. All right. Tell us, about the, uh, tell us about butterflies in the garden, Steve. Well, that's an event coming up uh, in March. Actually, it starts February 25th, but tickets are available online now. These are timed entry tickets, so it's best to go there and select a day and a time to enjoy the exhibit, uh, but uh, they're all available now. All right, and uh, so we'll tell you about the website. We'll tell you about everything now, the contact information, grab a pencil, and uh, the website for buying butterflies in the garden is the Fort Worth Botanic Garden website, right? Yes, that is fwbg.org. Right, and I know that uh, Britt has a website, and sometimes you use the Symphony website and other websites, but for most things, either you go to the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, fwbg.org website, or it'll refer you to the next one. But anyway, that's the starting right. point. 24-hour information telephone line, if you want a recorded message, it is? Yes, that is 817-463-4160. All right. And how do they find the Fort Worth Botanic Garden? That's the important thing on a day that's going to be increasingly beautiful today. Yes, we are just north of I-30 on University Drive across from Trinity Park. I'm glad we're sending folks to you today and not yesterday. Yesterday was a mess. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes it was cold. Yes. Yeah, just a couple miles west of downtown Fort Worth, folks, the Fort Worth Botanic Garden, the historic botanic garden in the state of Texas. And this is uh, Steve Huddleston. Steve, I appreciate you. Well, thank you. Talk to you next Sunday. All right. That is uh, sponsored by Advanced Foundation Repair, leaders in the foundation repair industry. Thank heavens we have some leaders in this industry because without them, we would really be struggling. Our houses would be cracking in half, and we'd have these great big faults going right down our living rooms. That would not be good. Advanced Foundation Repair can make your house whole once again. If you are tired of windows that don't open or that won't shut, doors that won't open, 
on or that won't shut. If you're tired of uh, uh, the uh, paint falling off the sides of your walls because the tape and bed work is failing, because the house is cracking and splitting and all that stuff, you get the picture. Maybe you see mortar joints in your in your bricks or in the grout and the tile. These are all evidences that you have foundation problems happening. Have advanced foundation repair come to your home and do that free home inspection. They have sophisticated equipment that can detect problems even through tile floors, even through uh, 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 carpeting, even through wood floors, and they can show you where the problems exist. They can quantify the problems. They can tell you what it would cost to have those problems repaired by them, and uh, they can't predict what it'd cost for somebody else, but it'd probably be a lot more. They are affordable. They are punctual. They are careful. They are really experienced. They are the ones who did our repairs on our foundation many, many years ago, and we got a guarantee of the work for the lifetime of our house. Transferable if we ever sell our house and uh, from owner to owner to owner. That's what you get and you'll like the way they do their business. I have so many nice comments that have come in over those years relative to the work of Advanced Foundation Repair. 26 years I've told you about them. 214-333-0003. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. Advanced Foundation Repair, 214-333-0003. I'm Wendy Vanderbeck with Callaway's Nursery in South Fort Worth. We're proud to present this hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening. And now, back to Neil. She has been a friend for many, many years. She's been with Callaway's a long time. All right, let's fill up the phone lines, folks. Let me give you the numbers, and it's uh, open the gates and fill them up. We only use three lines. We have five, but we only use three. This is your chance. And uh, we can talk about your spring vegetable garden, your lawn, getting the landscape whipped back into shape after last year. All those are fair game. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. I'm going to take this chance to catch myself up just a little bit. I wanted Steve to elaborate on some of those things. But uh, this is also the time, if you're going to be planting asparagus, to get that done because it needs to go in the ground right away. Now, that's a very long-term vegetable. It's going to be in the same place in your garden for years, for a decade, for longer. And so you want to buy the best quality roots you can buy. Buy from a reputable uh, nursery that sells number two, uh, two-year-old number one roots, the best quality roots you can get, and uh, prepare their soil very carefully. Space them at least six feet apart from other vegetables uh, so that they have plenty of room to grow. And uh, this is the time to plant them. Plant the roots about six or eight inches deep and gradually fill the hole, the, the trench back in uh, as the uh, roots start to grow. The instructions are, are in great detail on the Texas A&M Horticulture website, Aggie Horticulture. And I'll let you read up on all of that. But asparagus should be planted in the next week or so. Uh, it's also a very important time to uh, work your garden soil, work a lot of organic matter in, maybe four or five inches of organic matter, and then one inch of expanded shale. If you're going to have your soil tested, this is the time to do that because uh, the soil testing laboratory at Texas A&M will get very, very busy very, very soon. 
And uh, so I would highly recommend that if it's been more than three years or so since last you had your soil tested. Don't be surprised if the test results come back saying, don't whatever you do, don't add any more phosphorus, the middle number of the fertilizer analysis. Phosphorus tends to accumulate in our soil and become almost toxic to our plants. So you may be recommended to uh, use only an, a nitrogen fertilizer. Don't be surprised by that. Phone line is 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Please, fill them up right now for me, won't you? Let's go to uh, Niels Ferry's Lone Star Gardening, and let me tell you about it just a little bit. It should become your go-to gardening reference. I spent a year of my life uh, getting this book exactly as I wanted it, and the best way for me to do that was to self published the book so I could finally have the book I always wanted for you. I had done uh, four other books before this, and uh, none of them ever ended up exactly the way I wanted it. I wanted this one to cover all topics of outdoor gardening for all parts of Texas, and I knew the photos I wanted to use, as it turned out, 840 of them. I had no idea there were that many until Cindy Smith, my graphic designer, said, Neil, are you aware that your book will have 840 photographs and 25, more than 25 pages? Pages of uh, more than 25 multi-page charts, and uh, and it also has 344 pages of text. Lots of important information. Chapter 2 is a 48-page calendar giving you four pages per month of what you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and spray in that month so that you'll never wonder, what should I be doing in January? It'll be right there for you. And when February rolls in, just turn the page, and there will be all that you need to do in February and so forth. Chapters 3 through 11 cover in great detail trees, shrubs, uh, vines, and ground covers, annuals and perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 1 is a basic uh, gardening, the facts you need for all of those chapters. Your satisfaction with the book is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. And I need to tell you, the book is not in stores and it's not on Amazon. It is available to you only from my office, only from my website. You can either call the office Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769, or you can go to my website, neilsperry.com. That is the better way by far, and that's N-E-I-L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening at neilsperry.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. Tommy is our pastor. That is our church. And uh, the uh, on-stream live sermon will be in and service will be at 10.05 today at sharingtheheart.org. That is still the way that we are worshiping. Uh, we'll, We'll be going back before long. We are just choosing to to worship online still. I miss our church, and uh, it will be time. And it's been a tough time for all congregations, I know. By the way, my book is thirty six ninety five, and I sign every copy as it sells. Forgot to put those rather important lines in the book ad just a minute ago. And uh, I think I gave the phone number, 
G-R-O-W, or neilsperry.com. Oh, you got to clean up the ads. I would do that for anybody, so I'll do it for myself. Let me tell you about Mueller right now. It seems like these days, temporary storage facilities are on every street corner. But let's do just a little bit of math. For what you're paying in yearly costs for that storage room, you could own a metal storage building right there in your own backyard. How would that happen? Well, it would happen with a Mueller Backyard Building. Their backyard building kits are easy to assemble with a bolt-together design. And they're priced right. You keep your stuff at home, and you're not throwing away money by leasing storage. Their kits come in a variety of sizes. There are more than 30 colors from which to choose. That adds style to your storage space. If you need a larger storage solution, Mueller's pre-engineered standard series buildings can accommodate almost any need. Now, whether it's a smaller place for a lawnmower, a place for cars, boats, or even an RV, you can have peace of mind that a Mueller metal building will protect those treasures at a reasonable price. Please see all the options at MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com, or give Mueller a call at 877-2-MUELLER to find a location near you. That's 877-268-3553. They are Mueller, they are made in America, and they are made to last. MuellerInc.com Neil, Speary, and Callaway's go back since our nurseries opened. And I'm Paul with Callaway's in Richardson, the very first Callaway's. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Paul, very, very much. I was there the day that store opened, number one. They call it Store 101. That's their coding. So now you know. Let's go to Richard in uh, Fort Worth with a can of question. Richard, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. Thank you yes, for sir. taking my call. And sure. uh, uh, I have some cannons that were in the house when I bought it, and that's been almost 50 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had never have done anything to them other than just let them grow. And, and uh, I've got a good patch of them now and i want to move some of them to another place what should i do and when shall i do it i uh the end of this past growing season uh we were gone for about a month and came back in the grasshoppers and the guy at callaway's told me probably slugs could have done the same thing but they just shredded those uh, leaves. Uh, okay. I mean, they eat them up terribly. Gotcha. And I was wondering, what do I do if they come back this next year like that? All and, right. Well, I can help you with both of those questions. You would want to dig and divide cannas. Uh, in, uh, there are two times you can do it. You can do it right after the first freeze in the fall. We obviously have missed that one. But that's one time right after. We're talking about a week later, you can dig and divide them. The other time that you can do it is right before they start to grow in the spring. Now, they they will start to grow pretty early, so you'd want to do that in uh, probably late February. Uh, Dig and divide them before they start sprouting up and growing really vigorously. They can be... Uh, six inches tall before you know it so don't don't go to sleep on that one <laughs> yeah don't get okay. caught up in in uh, i don't know what you get caught up in sports then but but anyway just uh, uh, just make sure you get them done at that time the uh, the the problem with the leaves being chewed up or shredded is usually canna leaf rollers 
Um, and if you want to, if you want to Google that and, and, and compare it, there are a couple of leaf rollers that will attack cannas. Um, and let me spell canna for everybody else because sometimes people will misspell it. It's C-A-N-N-A. And if you look up leaf roller, uh, a lot of times it'll be written as, uh, uh one word. Um, there are some leaf rollers that will attack the, the plants when the leaves are tightly rolled like a newspaper. And they will drill through the, the leaves, and when the leaves unfurl, it'll look like a machine gun has gone across the leaves. And then there's another species of leaf roller that makes it look like you stuck that, that newspaper into a lawnmower. And just, wow, that thing is shredded now. And uh, that's a different species. For both of those, I think probably your best bet's going to be a systemic insecticide applied to the ground around the plants before they start to uh, uh, growing actively let it be taken up through the roots and be in the plant to to kill the insects as they start to eat they can eat in a hurry they're caterpillars they're they're larval insects and and uh, you want to have the systemic insecticide in uh, the ground uh, to uh, to to get them as soon as they start eating uh, you mentioned Callaways. Thank you for that since they sponsor this hour, and they will have a couple of systemic insecticides to help you. Okay. Well, he he actually told me, he said, you're too late this year to do anything. Just, just, uh, you have to do it preventively, not uh, you don't cure that problem. You can't, you can't glue them back together. I imagine you knew that when you saw them. Uh, yes, sir. I just wanted to know what it was. Yeah, canna leaf rollers so usually know. do that. Oh. So, uh, okay, I'll uh, get All after right. them to the end of February. And then and then be ready. Uh, uh, if you see the very first shredding, you could, you could apply the systemic insecticide then, but I think that might almost be too late even then. What I would recommend is think back to when you saw the, the problem when you got back, when your, when your month away was. I would date it maybe about three weeks before that and put the systemic insecticide out at that point. Um, the can of leaf rollers will start even in, in early summer, and so it probably wouldn't hurt to put the systemic insecticide like imidacloprid uh, on the ground in uh, in late May and then repeat it maybe uh, late July and soak it in. A little bit of it's going to be experimenting and, and see if you can keep them under control that way. i got to run. I hope that helps. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Richard. Have a great day. Take care. All right, folks, line is open. Please call now. Let's fill those lines up, 800 888 WBAP, please don't call it a quarter of 10 and say, man, I can never get through. You can get through right now. 800-288-9227. Slowly, one last time, 800-288-9227. Thank you very much. Callaway's Nursery, title sponsor of the program for this hour and the source of things like we were just talking about. They will help you, and their Texas certified and master certified nursery professionals are there to give you great advice. Treat yourself and visit Callaway's Nursery to explore their beautiful indoor plants. It's going to be warming up today. Great time to go to Callaway's and begin your collection of houseplants or add to your existing indoor jungle. You can go in and, and look at their wide selection of Hoyas and Sansevierias, Peperomias, and more. I love shopping in that part of Callaway's. I love all of Callaway's, but especially this. So many things to love about these amazing indoor plants. 
Peperomias are really getting a lot of attention. These are small plants that make uh, great uh, success of modern living spaces. Enjoy them on your desktop, shelf, or windowsill. Peperomias are a beautiful, diverse group of plants, fun to collect. Maybe a Hoya should be your next obsession. I had a a good, very, she's moved away now, but a very good friend who had about 20 different Hoyas, wax plants, and they were, uh, probably eight or nine of them were in bloom at the same time when Lynn and I went to see her at her house, and they were just beautiful. She was a specialist. You could do the same thing from from Callaways. These tropical vining plants live a long time and have classically dark green foliage, often variegated with flowers with a unique uh, uh, appearance to them. Sansevierias are considered to be the best of all indoor plants when it comes to purifying the air and holding up to abuse and everything else. They're especially nice for your bedroom. With better air, you'll have better sleep. Sansevieria is very low maintenance and so attractive. All of Callaway's 21 neighborhood locations have received fresh shipments of house plants, so the options are incredible. They have beautiful pots. They have uh, they have some gloriously uh, vibrant or uh, subtle pots. I have a, a collection of uh, Callaway's pots behind me on my virtual background of my my Zoom uh, when I'm in meetings now. Just beautiful. Shop local, visit any of their 21 community locations, or order online at Callaways.com. Take advantage of their convenient curbside pickup or delivery. Open seven days a week for your shopping convenience. That's Callaways Nursery. Life lived beautifully. Callaways.com. With so much happening, you never want to miss a moment. These days, you don't have to. On air, online, and always on your smart device. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. We have a line available. Call now, 800-288-WBAP. Neil Sperry's eGardens is my free electronic newsletter. comes out Thursday nights a little after 6 p.m. I want you to take a look at it, then I think you'll sign up for it. I'll let you look at all the features in it. This last uh, Thursday's was really a good one, talking about freeze-damaged trees and talking about uh, uh, folk art in the garden. That's at neilsperry.com. That's where you sign up for it. Click on the eGardens tab. Go to my website, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Click on eGardens. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP. And WBAP.com. And exactly who yesterday's synagogue hostage taker was. I'm Dennis Martin at the WBAP 24-7 News Desk. ClassicChevrolet.com, WBAP, first traffic and weather on the ones. Construction's closed east and westbound I-30's HOV lanes between Center Street and President George Bush Turnpike. Another construction project is blocking Highway 67's HOV, both directions, between Loop 12 Ledbetter and Camp Wisdom Road. For WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Yes, partly sunny, chilly today, the high only 53 degrees. Tomorrow, MLK Day, will be mostly sunny and warmer, the high of 60. Right now, 30 degrees, downtown Dallas, 29 in Fort Worth. The gunman who took several hostages in the Colleyville Synagogue Saturday reportedly was demanding the release of a Palestinian woman who's imprisoned for terrorism. Afia Siddiqui is from Boston. 
She was sent to prison a dozen years ago for attacking American soldiers in Afghanistan. She is now serving an 86-year sentence at a federal prison in Fort Worth. While the hostage taker described her as his sister, Siddiqui's family says none of them's ever heard of him. They don't know who he is. At least five local school districts are now in the process of hiring new superintendents to fill vacancies left by a rash of resignations and retirements. School districts in Dallas, Fort Worth, Richardson, Mesquite, and DeSoto have all had their superintendents step down. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 9 o'clock. Check back several times throughout the day. Stay informed with News Talk 820, WBAP 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. Thank you, Dennis, very much. Let me uh, visit with you just a moment about WhizQ Stone. Let me invite you to go to WhizQ Stone. It really will be worth your while. If you are anything like I am, you love stone in the landscape it just you don't have a landscape until you get some beautiful rocks out there in the landscape it just makes it look beautiful but you have to use them carefully or they look contrived first of all they need to look like they belong in the neighborhood you 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 look around as you drive you see the rocky outcroppings Maybe if you can kind of match up with those, that'll make it look more natural. And if you group them carefully and if you position them in the landscape so they look like they're just a part of the, the overall terrain, that's just good landscaping. And the folks at Whiskey Stone can give you tips and show you ideas and, and uh, take photos of what you see when you're driving around town, things you like, and take them out with you. They'll help you match up with that. It's all great at Whiskey Stone. The uh, folks, Mike and Derek Wisner, and the owners and their staff, they are all about helping their customers. Mike and Derek are very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They can put you in contact with landscape contractors who will complete the job for you. So whether you want big landscape boulders or something down to decorative gravel, river rock, if you want, uh, uh, if you want to do a walk or a, a, a patio, uh, they can help you with the right stones for those retaining walls, some kind of a fountain. They have it all, 22 acres all stone. That's a great selection. They're at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. Their phone number is 817-429-0822. And their website, which you can access today since they're closed on Sundays, open Monday through Saturday, is whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ Stone. When breaking news happens, hear it first. Hear it first. FBI negotiators now engaged with a reported suspect holding what may be a full congregation and rabbi hostage at Colleyville's Congregation Beth Israel on Pleasant Run Road. Unconfirmed reports indicate a man who is armed is holding the congregation and the rabbi. Keep connected, DFW. News Talk 820, WBAP, and WBAP.com. When I heard last night that a plane flight of 60 to 70 uh, people uh, were coming from Quantico to help with that situation last night, specialists in that, uh, oh, my goodness, what this country has and what a flight that must have been. Oh, my goodness gracious. One of my newscasters many years ago on my program had a son who was um, involved in the government as a as a, a protecting person for a very important detail at the utmost of protection many years ago. And 
his assignment in that protecting detail, I'm not going to give any specifics, was he had to be able to hit a quarter at 200 yards with his rifle. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's just marvel at what people do and how well they do it, and thank heavens for them. Anyway, that's as much politics as I care to get into on this program. I promised when I when I did this program I'd never talk politics, and I don't, but I just am grateful to be in America. Let me tell you about sunburst shutters. Kind of grateful to have sunburst shutters in our house because I wake up with any amount of light, and these are the most light tight shutters you're going to find anywhere. And you know why that is? That's because they are custom fit to each window in your home, each opening in your home. When you buy windows from any op- any window company, they are made to size. I'm just going to pick a size, uh, 24 by 42 inches, whatever it is. And that's probably not much of a window. But anyway, you, you buy that size, and you say, well, they're all the same size. I bought all that same size window. But then the, the painter comes in, and he does, or she, tape and bed work. And that is not precise. That's done with a putty knife and and um, uh, the, uh, the, the mud that they use. And then they come back, and they paint it, and two or three coats of paint and it's just not precise and so if you buy a ready-made shutter to fit that opening it's not it's gonna have cracks sure caulk will cover a lot of them but oh my goodness sunburst shutters made of polywood a man-made material has all kinds of advantages it's custom made for that opening right there the one i'm pointing at right there and the next one over there gets another shutter made for it so forth and these are big louvers, two and a half, three and a half, or four and a half inch louvers, so there aren't many cracks there. And they operate so nicely. Now I'm going into a different direction here about how great they are. They don't crack or warp or split or peel because polywood is not wood. So they don't have to be painted. Oh, goodness, these are the best. And now let's talk about the people who will sell them to you. They are outgoing. They are nice. They are honest. They are believable. They are friendly. And they're eager to help you. It's a package of everything perfect. <laughs> That's it. That's Sunburst Shutters. You put an equal sign and that sunburstshutters.com. That's the website. Phone number is 214-343-2601. Also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, Waco. They'll come to your home with samples or they'll give you directions to their showroom. 214-343-2601. Sunburstshutters.com. Let the Texas Certified Nursery Professionals at your neighborhood Callaways help you. I'm Lynn from the South Arlington store, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Lynn. Let's go back to the phone lines. How about that? Let's go to Hillsboro to Kim. Kim, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Um, Excuse me. I was just wondering, during the freeze back in 21 in in February, um, I had a couple of pine trees that died. And I was, I've had them cut back, and I mean all the way to the ground. And I was just wondering, is there any way to get them to go to grow again? No, unfortunately, with pines, they don't have any dormant buds down there. This, uh, most of the most of the cone-bearing plants, the gymnosperms, to use the the right term, uh, do not have dormant buds down on the on the trunk. And so when they're cut off like that, they're they're goners. Uh, that's why w- when you cut Christmas trees, they don't regrow. Um, and, and so with a pine tree, it's, it's pretty well done. When it's harvested as a timber tree in the forest, it's done. You have to replant. And I'm sorry. That, that's just, that really stinks. 
Is, is there any way, like, how would I get some of the pine cones to grow? Okay. Each pine cone has, a, if it's uh, of fairly recent vintage, uh, will have many, many seeds in it. Um, if the pine cone is folded shut, you, you lay it out in a, in a low humidity room and it will open back up again. And you'll see down in between the, the, uh, the little, uh, you know, at one point in my life, Kim, I knew what those were called, but the little, <laughs> the little uh, leaves of the pine cone, I don't know what they're called. I, I don't, I don't even remember <laughs> when I forgot that, <laughs> but, but anyway, the seeds are down in, in between there. They're little chaffy looking things with one seed and one wing on each seed. And mm-hmm. uh, if you let the seed, the uh, cones dry, they will open up. And those seeds will uh, a lot of times just just uh, shake out, and you plant the seeds. They're just they're great looking little plants. When you I've grown pines from seed lots of times, you plant the seeds, and and when they come up, they look like little umbrellas without any fabric on them coming up. They're 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 pinched together at the top, and the little needles are right there. When they're an inch and a half tall, they're really. Uh, great looking little things but uh, that's where the seeds are they're down there there may be 50 or 75 seeds in one cone okay so it's not the little flaps that open up well yeah it is if i yeah sometime in the next hour i will find out what those are called and there's there's a botanist out there who will have the right term for me Oh, my dad right. and my uncle John would be so upset with me right now. I have two PhDs above me in heaven right now, and they both uh, studied this for a living. And I went into horticulture, into applied. Well, if, so, if I anyway. could plant, you know, if I could plant some of those trees, that would mean a lot. To well, me. dry, sure, and I understand why. Dry the cones, just lay them out in a. When did the cones fall? This past year. Um, well, year and they, a half ago. It, it February. February of twenty one is is when they froze. All right, they probably still have some seeds in them. Lay them on a on a newspaper, uh, in a dry room. Your rooms are dry. They you have low humidity in your home. Lay them out, and as the cones open up, uh, look down in there, and and they're they're kind of semi attached. After all that time, they probably won't be, and there won't be all the seeds in there. A lot of them have come out already, probably, but hopefully you'll find a few seeds. And, uh, and and you just have to tap the, the cone once it opens up, fully open, tap it on the, uh, on the newspaper, and you'll see the seeds come out. They'll be probably uh, three-quarters of an inch long, most of which will be a, a parchment-like uh, a brown chaff, and then there will be a little, looks like a BB that got run over uh, uh, at one end of it, and that will be the seed. Okay, thank you. All right. I got everything but the name of it. All right. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you, Kim. All right. Let's see where we are. We, uh, we'll go up to Bob and Granbury in just a second. Let me get, let me get a break out of the way, Bob, and, and I'll come right to you. Folks, if you would like to call, we have an open line now. It was Kim's at 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Call right now, please. I'm here till 10, so we have plenty of time for you. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. What you need to know about the climatic zones and the hardiness zones and the soils of Texas and how to pick the right fertilizer and all of that. What's in Chapter 1 applies to all 10 chapters that follow. Chapter 2 is when to do everything. It's a calendar. What do you need to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect in 
January and then February and then March. Four pages per month. It's a 48-page chapter. I've never put that in any book before, and it's a perpetual calendar, so there you go. Chapter 3 is an exhaustive and comprehensive chapter on trees, including lots of lists of the best trees for uh, for shade, the best uh, small accent trees, the best fall color trees, the best uh, flowering trees, and so forth. Um, and and then a, a really detailed uh, chart on the, the, the best trees for Texas and how tall and how wide they grow in their growth form and uh, uh, deciduous or evergreen and all that detail. And then a lot of other text about how to grow trees, how to train them, how to wrap their trunks, etc. Chapter 4, Shrubs. The same kind of detail. Chapters 5, 6 would be vines and ground covers and then lawns. Uh, then annual flowers and perennial flowers and, and, and plants we grow for foliage in both cases. Those chapters, I spent more time on those than any other chapters in the book. They're very long with lots of detail. And then we get into fruit and vegetables. Oh, my goodness. I just think back about the year I spent writing this book. I loved doing it. 840 photos, 344 pages, high-quality paper, Hardback, printed in Texas. It's only thirty-six ninety-five. It's not in stores, and it's not on Amazon. You buy it from my website, or you call my office. Satisfaction is guaranteed, and I sign every book as it sells. And uh, you'll get full refund if you're unhappy with it. 73,000 copies sold to date. Not one request for a refund. Now, I need to tell you something. I told you last week the book was on the presses for the sixth printing. It is not. They had a paper problem. Couldn't get the paper. They think they have the paper now, and it will go on the presses, uh, but it is tight, and we have enough to get through. But I'm suggesting to you get it while I have copies of the fifth printing. The sixth printing will go up in price. This is not a pleasant time to be printing books. You're hearing that. So order now from neilsperry.com or call my office tomorrow this week 9 to 5 800 752 grow 800 752 4769 the better way is to order right now while you can still get the books at neilsperry.com n e i l s p e r r y.com Nobody will do you a better foundation repair job than Advanced Foundation Repair. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is very affordable. They invite you to give them a call. 214-333-0003. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of your house. Do what we did. Call Advanced Foundation Repair. On the web, it's foundationrepairs.com. 214-333-0003. Advanced Foundation Repair. Repair. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. All right, sir. Thank you. Let me tell you about Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. What is a tree worth in the value of your home? What is a tree worth in the entertainment uh, uh, life of your family, going out and sitting in the shade or playing games in the backyard? It's worth a lot, isn't it? 
It's worth a lot in energy conservation of your home. I hate to think of our home without our big pecan tree overhead. So you want the best in companies uh, to take care of your trees, and that's why I recommend to you, and that's why I use Arborological Services. Nobody does a better job. Now, they've been in business since 1981, 42 years now they're starting on, and uh, Steve Hauser has surrounded himself with the finest tree experts anywhere around. Twelve of their people are uh, International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. Three of their people, including Steve, have been selected as Arborists of the Year for the State of Texas, and several of their people have been Texas State Tree Climbing Champions, including an 11-time reigning Texas State Tree Climbing Champion, Miguel Pastanez. Oh, my goodness, it doesn't get any better than that. They know everything about trees. Don't ask them about your vegetable garden. Ask them about your trees and prepare to get the answer that you can hang your hat on. Complete tree management all the way to consultation, damage assessment, and appraisal. They are serious about trees. On the web, it's arborological.com. On Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter, at The Tree Experts. And on the web, it's arborological.com. A-R-B-O-R-I. L-O-G-I-C-A-L. You knew that. Arborological Services, 866-552-7267. Serving the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, 866-552-7267. Arborological Services. We at Callaway's and Cornelius are proud to offer the finest in plants, products, and services. I'm Ross from the Cornelius in Houston, and we're proud to be sponsoring this segment of the program. And now, back to Neil. All right. And we were set to go to Bob in Granbury, and you're telling me Mike, he has just dropped? All right. And what was he asking? Best to prune peach trees or how to prune peach trees? Best time to prune, all right, would be now, soon. I'm going to go ahead and answer that because, frankly, uh, I finished the last call and, and uh, I had not given the number uh, just right now, so I'll do that right now. 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Bob, I'd be talking to you right now if you just had hung in another 20 seconds. Uh, best time to prune peach trees is in uh, in January, early February, before they start growing. Uh, they must be pruned to establish a strong scaffold branch system. They don't look like peach trees when you get through pruning peach trees. It begins the first uh, day that you plant them. You prune them to 22 to 24 inches. You establish three scaffold branches arranged 120 degrees uh, away from one another around the trunk so that you get a full 360. And uh, and you keep them as horizontal as you can. That keeps the uh, that keeps the uh, fruit from being too heavy and weighting the branches down breaking the branches that's very important in the uh, survivability of the tree and each year you remove any strongly vertical growth you're going to be taking uh, 20 25 30 percent of the the growth off a peach or plum tree every year so that's very important all right we'll take a break for the news and we will be right back with another hour stay tuned 